Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening or watching, or watching this or latest episode of Turfcast Podcast with me, Joe Redmond, and my co-host, Simon Townley. How are you doing, mate? Good, thanks, you? Yeah, all good, all good. Uh, been up so much this week? Um, yeah, got lots and lots of work on. I won't bore everyone because it's all hair-related, but I've got lots of work on and filming and recording. And I just tell you what, right? Don't know if there's any kids that listen to this that are red otted it, and uh, you might even benefit from this. But I need someone who can help me with TikTok, mate, because I can make them, but I want to make them cool and better. Uh, well, my TikToks are are dog shit, so I, yeah, I, I, can, I, I can edit videos. I say, you say that I've, I've got a five hundred and fifty k view, one up, but that's just because it's a funny video. It's not to do with the edit. Exactly. Uh, if you don't, if you don't follow me on TikTok, you can. We have I have a video with five hundred and fifty k views on it. Um, it is a stolen video, um, but it doesn't matter. That's how the internet works. Um, but it's, I don't know. Like I've, it's I don't know. I, I can edit videos and stuff, but I've never done it the TikTok way. I'm sure it's quite easy to learn if you know how to edit a video, but um am, am I down with the TikTok trends? Probably not. So you probably would need someone who, who who's good with that sort of stuff. Transitions. Well, my tra- I, 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 I can't do the because they do it. Like, if you're watching on YouTube, they do all this like stuff and turn and then up and then round and then it's like, oh, you're doing that also. And I watched a TikTok of a woman showing that. how she does it. So she's got a camera. Then she's and I'm like, what? It's that is insane. Glasses on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Man, she's there, at on, at off. At, yeah. It's all within like a second and it just looks it's insane. And then I honestly, thought, there's no way that's real. And then she showed it back, it was like it was finished. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's like a day for me to do that. It's not look like <laughs> a good. day. It took me a year. And I'm the guy that edit, edits videos. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah. yeah. Are you going to pay who, who gets in touch? If we, um, depends how good they are. Oh, oh there you go. And yeah. uh, to be honest, I, I know, I know, I know. Some kids do listen to this. I, I, don't, I say kids, not eight-year-olds. Some at like Burnley football Twitter, I think, listen to it. Um, so, so uh, and there's a couple of people on Instagram that are uh, a younger generation that listen to it. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Simon wants a TikToker because he's seen, he's seen, he's seen my viral video and he's got jealous, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's happened, unfortunately. He's, he's but, not, he's- well, see, we had this conversation before that. Don't do that to me. No, we, we didn't. <laughs> we did. I've got. I get paid now to make shit, and I don't know how to make shit. <laughs> so I'm just getting paid to like think about how to make shit at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, all good then. Um, let's get into it then. The Everton game. Um, obviously, it's good to look back at a good game this week. Um, yeah. But of course, Everton won. Uh, in fact, I just just before I do get onto that, my bad. Um, we are of course sponsored by Pitchbot. As you can see there at the bottom, 
at the bottom of uh, your screen if you watch it on YouTube or you watch it on Facebook on Friday. We are, of course, sponsored by Pitch Sports. Um, if you haven't already, please go and download the app. It is available on the Google Play Store and the App Store, um, and it is available in both uh, the UK and Ireland now. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, Everton 1, Burnley 2. Uh, Simon Townley, go. Well... It was a surprise. I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say yeah. I expected it. I didn't. I didn't expect it to get turned over, but I did not expect that performance. What? What an away performance. Number one. Uh, yeah. Number two. We only score worldies at Goodison Park. That's that's a I fact. Now. <laughs> yeah. That's a fact. Uh, goal of the seasons will only be scored at Goodison Park from future reference. So I'll just put your bets on that. Uh, what else is there? There was. A lot to go through, and we will go through it, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, just a wonderful Burnley performance, which is not often we can say them words together. Yeah, uh, let's talk about the goals then first. Um, the first goal came at the perfect time, I think, for this podcast because um, we spoke about last week on the podcast, the high press, the Burnley high press, and how you know we spoke about um, how it's become a bit more uh, prevalent, uh, more obvious uh, <laughs> is what I meant in the last few games because we got the goal against Leicester through the high press. We got the goal against Arsenal through the high press. And then, of course, we got the goal uh, against Everton, the first goal through the high press. And I think a lot of it is the introduction of Vidra and mainly, for me, Josh Browner because he's, he's just got so much energy. He's just got so much energy both on the ball and off the ball. He could be better with the ball at his feet. I, I, I agree with that. Um, but I think off the ball is where he helps us in midfield. I think his tenacity um, and so like how full of energy is is just is just fantastic. And I think that's why we are now much better, or we have been much better in the last few games at the high press. Because of course, of course, the, the first goal was scored by Chris Wood. Uh, Everton have it in the middle of the park. Uh, I, I, I can't remember which Everton player had 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 it. And um, Browner wins the ball just again, just for pressing, just sheer straight on him. I think who were it? Tom yeah. Davis. It was Tom Davis. Yeah, you're right. And he. Uh, Brownell forces him into the mistake. Brownell then makes the tackle and then obviously gets the ball out to Dwight who comes in, cuts it to Chris Wood, who just bends it delightfully past Godfrey, past Pickford. It was delightful. And I tell you what, I'll say it again. I said it on Twitter this week. That goal went under the radar because yeah. of how good Dwight's was. And you can understand why it went under the radar because Dwight's was a worldie. But Chris's was a very, very, very tidy finish. Yeah, the Chris... Um... The, the composure almost scared me into it. He's took too long here it, because yeah. he got the ball, he opened his body up, and then he almost sort of assessed it before he decided to caress it. Another good adjective, uh, but yeah, he, he sort of assessed it before he hit it. And I'm like, Come on, man, hit the ball. And uh, even then, I, I don't think I expected a goal, even when I was sort of in my head screaming, Come on, man, hit it. I didn't expect a goal because there was still two defenders and a goalkeeper in, in sort of vicinity of him, so he still he weren't necessarily a given that he was going to put it in but because he took that time he, he saw the and he just bent it outside the post and he come back in um uh, what a finish i am going to go against the grain okay as good as a finish as it were i do think it was a foul on davis dear yeah expand because even jamie carragher said it wasn't a foul in commentary and I, i've got to agree with you i don't think it's a foul because the same burnley fans would say that the handball should have been a penalty that we'll go on to in a second, we'll be saying that that wasn't a foul. Well, for me, both things are a player has made a mistake because he's kicked a Burnley player or the Burnley player's kicked him. I can't 100% decide. But what that has done is that's then made him kick his own back of his leg and he's tumbled over. We then got yep. possession. There's a turnover in play. We've, gone the, we've got the ball and we've scored within two passes. The same handball people that, that will say that that's definitely a penalty because his arms up here. Ben Mee's got his arms all over him, to be fair, and he is pushing him down. Would he have handballed it if he didn't have an arm over the top of his shoulder? Which is then, you know, people would say, well, his arm should be up there. No, it shouldn't be. But then Tom Davies wouldn't have fallen if he didn't get the contact. That's right. The well, Obviously, we, we, we obviously can't put it onto the podcast and the vodcast for um, copyright reasons. Um, but I am going to watch it now and I'm going to go through it again. So Davis collects it, yeah. and I, I, I just, I just think it's good pressure. I've just seen it again. Yeah. I just think it's good pressure, and I just think he, he wins the ball for me. 
be, because of that pressure, that to be honest, it's it's a bit zoomed out, so you can't really see I which. Yeah, he gets the ball. Yeah, he, I think I think for me, I, I don't think it's far. I agree with you on the handball, um, but I guess we can get into that in a second. But for that, I, ju I just think it's as I said it before, it's it's the tenacity. And of Brownhill, I've said that word twice now. I should pick a new one. Um, that that wins us that goal and wins that ball in midfield, and that is why he is such a valuable and for me at the minute the best central midfielder at the club that we have for the way that we play. Yeah, I mean, even though I say it's a foul, I'm just saying by the letter of the law, he would not have fallen without that contact. And the contact was before the ball. I'm glad it wasn't given a foul in the benefit of our behaviour. But if it was the other way around. Our, our centre midfielder, he's back towards the play, gets bundled over, as I would see it, if it was the other way around. I would I would be saying, sort of like, where, where's the support there? But I did say before the game, say it again now, Davies is there. He's not as good as the heart for me. I've watched him play a few times now for seasons. I forget how young he is, by the way. Yeah, uh, he's, he's still young. Through. But Decore, when he were out, I said to you on the last point, he, he is head and shoulders. I said it in the watch-along their sort of best midfielder and Tom Davies is is not on the same level and we, we exploited it. So it was great pressure, like you said, because we knew he was a weak link. Yeah, and obviously Alan was missing as well, or Alarm as someone on the um uh what were it called? The pre-game show called him the, the lad from Everton, I think. Or someone called it him. But anyway, but obviously sorry. Sure he played. He did play. Yeah, who, who, who was the other injury? Sorry, Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yes, Rodriguez. Uh, obviously, the two side, two summer sides. Um, I think. I think it would have been a different game with Ducara and, and Rodriguez, definitely. But I think we won that that game because of the midfield. We won that game in the middle, um, and that's yeah. why I think it would have been a different game. But I've just again, I've just seen the replay again because, like you say, it does show a, a replay of um, the Tom Davies. Um, foul again in the replay of the goal, and yeah, I, I, I can't, I, I can't agree with you on that one. Unfortunately, I think that one is a foul. But we'll get on to the handball. Um, again, I'll just try and quickly move this video on, um, so I can see that the hand, uh, the handball firsthand. Um, but uh, I agree with you. I think, I think it'd be harsh. She's just showing it now, McNeil with the corner. Um, and who is it at the back? Is it Godfrey? I can't remember it was sorry, but it was obviously Ben Me. Yeah, it's Ben Me. Yeah, it's, it's no, it's it's a little bit harsh that. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't matter who the Everton player is, to be fair. Uh, but I, I agree with you on that one. I, I don't think it's a penalty, and I didn't really think it were a penalty at the time. Um, you can't sit there and cry foul of the ones that we don't get given and, and expect that one to be given. Um, ben Mee's all over him. Um, if, if anything, if, if, if you're going to give anything for that, you're going to give a free kick to Everton because of Ben Mee's yeah. Ben Mee being all over him. But I still don't, I'm not saying I think that's a foul by Ben Mee. I think Ben Mee's within his right to go for that ball. Um, and his arm is then in an it is it is in an unnatural position, yeah, but it's in an unnatural position because of Ben. Ben's and then he can't even get it down because of Ben. So it's it's not a penalty for me. If anybody watches that back, you can see that the defender's got his head down. He's not even looking up anymore because he's got that much pressure over his his back. Yeah. I think that that would have been one that if it had given Ambo the referee, the VAR would have asked him to look at it to see if it's a foul on him first. Um so yeah, so people will say that that was definitely a penalty, definitely an handball because his arms are above. Kieran Phillips will be one that definitely says that. I can tell you that now that it was. A, <laughs> well, what, what what did he say on the watch along? What did he say on the watch along? A penalty. Uh, what, did what did Johnny Tate and Jarrett say on the watch along? No, I don't remember. I, I don't remember their opinion, but I'm sure they'll put it in the chat. Um, but yeah, for me, it was it wasn't a penalty, especially when you're looking what we're at seven days earlier that we played Arsenal, if that. Um, and then the Peters one where his arms out. If if that's not an handball, then there's no chance in hell that the Everton one was an handball. Yeah, I mean, obviously the uh, I agree with you on that one. I, I don't think it's a handball, but we disagreed on the on the um, Brown or foul. I'll, I'll I'll go a full YouTube on people now. If you're watching on YouTube, let us know in the comments below what you think. Was it a foul on Davis by Brownhill? Yes or no? And was it a penalty? Or should it have been a penalty to Burnley because of the handball uh, from the Everton player? I think it's gone for it. Uh, looking back at it, though, I'm not sure it is um, because of the pressure on Ben Mee. Um, but that brings us on nicely. And I'm sure we can talk about this. I'm sure we can wax lyrical, as they say, uh, about this uh, for a long time. Um Dwight McNeil with an absolute sensational goal uh, to make it 2-0 to Burnley. Absolutely fantastic goal. Left foot ping. Pickford, nowhere near it. He dives like diagonally. I don't know what he's doing. 
it's 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 a weird dive from Pickford. Um, but it don't matter who's in the net. I'm not going to sit here and criticise Pickford. That's not the reason why that goes in the net. It doesn't go in because of his dive. It goes in because it was such a sensational goal. Um, even even if that effort was in Pope, I don't think Pope would have saved it. Some people might disagree because Pope is a bit taller. Um, but Pickford's nowhere near it. Um, a sensational goal from Dwight, and it's, I just I just was not expecting it as well because he's so far out. One of the moments where he, he has had a bit of a hit and miss season, let's be honest. And when he's hitting it, I'm thinking, ah, oh, Dwight. But then obviously it just sails in beautifully to the top corner and uh, makes it 2-0. Do you know what? It was one of them. Um, someone commented in it and I watched it back and I'm going to say what he said. I can't remember it were. Forgive me, but you'll know if you're listening. But someone tweeted saying it was like, basically we were having comparisons to Messi and I'm sure you can go into what you got the other day for that. That was funny. But, um, and he was saying how he demands the ball, and before he's even received the ball, he's already looked at where Pickford is. He's already looked at the corner that he's going to aim for, and if you actually slow it down, you can see that. Now, he does do that, but I would expect anybody who's about to have a shot to be able to say, right, I know exactly where I'm going to put this now. But what a finish it was. Number one, Pope, Schmeichel, Manu, Schmeichel, the original, the OG. No, no, Neuer would not have saved that because you've got to dive outside the net and the angle yeah. of the net get to it because it's gone out and it's not come back into the last second we could hit the bar and gone in uh we, oh it's crazy I, don't, I can't remember if it hit it properly yeah well it, just look just watch it now i watched it three or four times and i think i've already watched it about a thousand times i'm not gonna lie to you but it, it's the very top yeah, of the post like you can't you, get any closer no you can't say that the only way you can save it is if you dive out past the post like i said um and maybe that was the reason for the angle of the dive maybe he's realized that's going out and in um, I've got to sort of cut it off before it gets there. I can't speak on behalf of him, but for me, no one is saving that. What a finish. Um, rightfully so in most people's teams of the weeks. He was in Alan Shearer's off top of my head. He was in the Who Scored one. Um, he was in the European one, weren't he, as well? The Europe, top European League one. Under 21 uh, European or something, yeah. That was it, something like that, yeah. I mean, not just that, but can we kind of, kind of rewind it a bit? Um, he... Had one of the be- he had the best game this season that he's ever- that he's had this season. He was old. Dwight. Like I said, there's been there's been like th- three games where Dwight has been fantastic, where he's been sensational. Palace away, Liverpool away, Everton away, and obviously we won all three. But when he's on song, we're on song. He was so good. He was the old Dwight, the one that we want, the one that we sort of built. We built the hype about him from his performances. We were the ones who said this is this kid's going to go far. Um, but the whole team's underperformed to a degree. And all of a sudden now, they're all looking like the old players, the ones that we need to play, the ones that we need to be on form. Uh, Chris Wood with that finish, the composure. Paul P save after save. Dwight McNeil assists. Brownhill putting him under pressure in the centre mid instead of right mid. Gunmanson, yeah. no, we're only getting 60 minutes out of it. But he's, he's so much better as a winger than Brownhill is. So it, it all started to come together. Yeah, the what? team's starting to look like a team again. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm happy with that. Just, just as well. Just going back to the Dwight McNeil goal as well. <clears throat> the reason why we can't forget that um, Alan was playing is because Dwight McNeil. Here we go. Just turns him inside out, man. That guy, his blood apparently is still twisted. He needs to go to doctors to get his blood untwisted because Dwight turned him inside out that much. Honestly, he just gets the ball, looks at him, and as you see, you see he's picked off his line. I think at this point and his, his poor positioning. I, I think it's fair to say. Just absolutely destroys Allen and then bends it into the top corner. I, I can't, I can't stop talking about it. It's just such a good goal. Which one's better, the fifty passes at um, Goodison or whatever it was, or this one? I think this one. I, I, I prefer, I prefer long range efforts. Yeah, I, I've always, was. I've always preferred long range efforts to to tick attacker, passy passy sort of like goals. I, don't get me wrong, the, the one fifty odd passes or whatever it was finished off by my name of Jeff Hendrick. A sensational team goal. The goal itself is, you know, it's all right. I think uh, who is it? Wardy passes it to him, and then he faints away from an Everton player, and it's still a decent finish. But that Dwight McNeil one, I think for me, like, I think we'll be watching it as we as we have done with the Hendrick one. We're we'll watching it in like another five six years ago. Remember this? Remember this? Oh, I want to go that way. Well, I'd, let's see what everyone else in the chat says. What, what which one's your favourite? The uh, the Hendrick or the McNeil? We'll call them just for his, yeah, his- yeah, yeah. Definitely. Was, if you're watching uh, on YouTube, put it in the comments. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, get it in the chat, as Simon says. But which is your favourite goal? The Hendrick one at Everton or the McNeil one at Everton? What's yours? 
I think I think there's a that whole thing in there. If it hits the bar, like for example, if um, Lawton's volley the other day had hit the bar, post and gone in, it'd have had a lot more sort of press than it even got because they always look better, don't they? So grazing that crossbar, dropping in, coming outside and in, technically, that is no, no, I refrain, I, I don't want to say technically, that is the better looking goal by a country mile, but technically, the Henrik goal is the best goal for me. Yeah, I just I've always liked long. My my favorite goals are like long range screamers. Uh, I just I just absolutely love them. Yeah, exactly. It's just oh, and the way he turns Alan inside out as well. You got to add that to it. Absolutely perfect. But uh, let's move on because we could we could do a, a special podcast episode on McNeil's goal. It was that good. We could discuss it for every single angle. Get fifteen different opinions on it. You know, ex pros, professionals, Everton fans. We could have a special podcast on McNeil's goal. Um, so we best move on before it turns into that. Um, not long after that, then I'll just get the clip back up um, as it doesn't load, which is annoying. There we go. It's just showing McNeil's goal again on the replay. Um, not long after that, though, we did concede. Uh, Calvert-Lewin with the goal for Everton. I was quite disappointed with this one. It was a, a strange goal and a poor goal. Um, not this poor is probably a bit harsh, but a, 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 a weird goal to concede. I thought the defence was too static, but with the way that that cross came in at such a, a force, I think that's why the defence was so static. Um, but the defence was static, and that's why Calvert-Lewin managed to get his header, header away and pass Port. So I was quite disappointed with it, to be honest. Yeah, it was it was a bit deflating because of the time of it. We were on top, dominating in all areas, um, two 0 up. Looked like we're going we could score four or five at that point. If I'm honest with you, I was really confident that we're going to yeah. take the game to them. So then to just concede it kind of brought us back to reality. It almost it almost stopped the attack for for the it, did, it certainly did for the rest of the half. It almost hindered us because we thought shit. Actually, we could quite easily get be back to. 2-2 two, two, and then we're uh, it were all for nothing but it was disappointing the ball came in it was too easy it was on the left hand side crossed in easy header how did he get in some teams of the week by the way what what team of the week did he get in he got in that Budweiser King yeah, Premier League King apparently what it is right it's always fucking bullshit this and I don't I don't say the term fucking bullshit lightly but on this occasion it is absolutely fucking bullshit well apparently what it is is this this is a vote so people are allowed to vote for their king of the match and because it's associated to the premier league it is therefore associated to the fantasy football premier league so the premier league.fantasyfootball.com so what people do is they vote for people who are in their fantasy team no matter how they've played knowing that they're going to get extra points. So more people would have had Calvert-Lewin in than Nick Pope or McNeil, for example. So more people have been voting for Calvert-Lewin. The Premier Leagues need to fucking bin it off. It's an absolute fucking disgrace. That's what it is. The Premier Leagues need to get rid of it. It's a joke. Honestly, the, the tweet that they put out every single week has just got 10 fucking reprobates on it. It's like, why have you picked any of them? And none of them 10 deserve it. And they never do. Like, the only Burnley player I've ever really seen on it is Nick Pope. And sometimes we'll win like 3-2. And Nick, I think against Villa, when we beat Villa 3-2, Nick Pope were king at match and he conceded two goals, for God's sake. It was just, it's, it's just a shambles. But but yeah, it's it, it, he should have been in that team. It should have been Dwight. Yeah, even the Everton fans were saying that on your uh, post about it. I think I was seeing it on Turfcast thread on Twitter that uh, people were saying, I'm an Everton fan and, uh, and ECL never did anything really other than that goal. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, he was quite poor. Um, although I will point out that obviously you did a new thing on the watch along last week. We won't have a watch along for a while now because there's no game uh, where you asked... Uh, me, Jared, Johnny and Kieran, obviously I wasn't on the watch along, but you were getting the, the four, five Turfcast lads involved to get um, what rate, sort of like a build a bet thing. Uh, and bet. I said, I said DCL shot on target. And I think it yeah. was, I think it were like evens, you know, it weren't a horrific price. Evens is rating off. I've backed horses less than that at Cheltenham this week. And I'm going to continue to do so as well. There's monkfish running today. So get, get some money on that. It's not going to make you rich, but it will win. Um, and that came in, obviously, because DCL scored a goal, so DCL had a shot on target. What else came in on that on that bet, if you can remind everybody? Nothing, mate. It was stupid. Nothing. So I we're getting loads of shit, I'm the only one that got it right. I said this to him. So what we'll do for next time is we need to educate them that this is a builder bet. So even if it's an evens, like... Yeah, it doesn't matter. ...in the next five minutes, then the odds are when you build five together, you're going to get a 25 to one, and then somebody's going to win themselves 50 quid or whatever if we put two quid on it. 
And that's all it was for, but they made it ridiculous. It was like 150 to 1. It wouldn't even let me put my selection on um, because it, what was my, my one Chris Wood to have a shot on target. It wouldn't even let me put mine on because the bet was, the odds were too ridiculous already. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I say, it's, uh, it, it, if, if you're doing a build about or a treble, something that evens isn't isn't really that bad. Obviously, four or five evens, that's soon going to push it up. I've got a treble on a few horses today. I think two of them are, are odds on. So, uh, it, yeah, when you're doing stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, that's something that we will look to do. It was a good idea that I enjoyed it, even though I weren't part of it. It made the game good so, as well, because even losing, it gives the audience something to keep watching for. Yeah, so what was the actual plan with it as well? You were going to get some of the, 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 the Turfcast audience involved, weren't you, as well, or, or, or give some of it away or something, were it? Yeah, give it all away. So basically, the, the rule of thumb was we all pick one thing that we think will definitely happen. I put two quid on it, which was, doesn't seem like a lot, but I will give it away to one person in the chat by using this website. I can't remember it now. It's on it's on my history thing. of um, It's like a random pick, comment picker for Facebook. And then all the comment I would have picked was somebody who tagged a friend to watch the stream. And then to make sure that it was definitely a tag to watch the stream and not someone taking the piss, uh, I said, just put what you score you think next to it. So if it said, for example, Joe Redman at Simon Townley 2-1, you, you'd have won it and I'd have PayPal'd it over. But that, that was the rule of it. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. That's something we can definitely do for the next few watch-alongs. Uh, we might tweak it a little bit. I don't know. We'll see how we get on, depending yeah, on who's yeah. hosting, whether it's me or Simon. Um, I'm sure if uh, Johnny did it, he'd just keep the money anyway. Um, no, I'm joking. Johnny, yeah. Johnny might not do it anyway. But um, but yeah, for the Southampton game, but something we'll look to do. Um, and yeah, we could reward people who've shared it, who've tagged the mates in it, um, whatever. Yeah. Um, We'll just quickly move on because one thing we haven't mentioned as uh, my stream shows the Calvert-Lewin goal again and it's, uh, the defence is static as I said but I've mentioned that so we'll move on. But one thing we forgot to mention is before Calvert-Lewin scored we hit the post. Yeah, who hit that? Were it Brownhill? Goodmanson. And it was a decent effort. Goodmanson. Uh, yeah. Disappointing like I said, because at the time that that goal went in, we were really taking the game to him, mate. We could have gone three, four at half time. But it was just that kind of deflated us and put us back on, back on the ground, really, because we were flying, mate. We were absolutely buzzing at that point. Yep, and then Ben Mee hits the crossbar in the second half as well. Well, second half, it were a more even game. I won't lie. I think the first half we absolutely battered him. Yeah, well, we, yeah, well, we obviously didn't need to do anything, did we? In the second, in the second half, Vidra's had a chance oh. saved as well. Yeah, well, you know, we got um, Vidra played really well again. He, you know, it's all right saying he tries hard, but he did actually play well today He um, uh, in this game, sorry. But I'm just looking back at the stats now. 14 shots, which was even. We had five on target to their four. Four shots on, uh, five shots on target. Two of them won't have even counted as being on target if they hit the post and the crossbar. Yeah. They don't is. even count. So that's that should have been we'll call it seven for argument's sake because they were they were really good shots and they should be recognised as being a, a stat. So that means half of the shots out of the fourteen were theoretically on target. What what a performance, mate, attacking wise. And, and is that because of the strikers? We mentioned it time and time again, or is that because the midfield is linking? I, I, up? I, I think it's both. I think it's both. I think I think the midfield won the battle in that game. Uh, yeah. But I think what the what Vidra does is he stretches the play. So the midfield have that space to to get on the ball and and to and to high press as well because I think I think Vidra helps us with the high press. I think I think that is something we need to recognise. Obviously, we spoke about the high press a lot recently, and we already have done in this podcast. Um, but yeah, I, th I think I think I think Vidra Vidra creates the space and drags Wood up because um, I think Wood, when he's playing with someone like Barnes or Jay who sits deep, Wood I think Wood just sort of like follows the. Sort of like where the space is, and I think Vidra's helping create it. Whereas when he's playing with Wood or Jay, he can end up being dragged into midfield and and on on the on the central midfielders' toes, to be honest. Um, so I think the space that Vidra creates is vital to it, and I think the energy that Brownell brings in the middle is vital to it as well because it, he's he's the one that's that's succeeding this high presser as well. He certainly was against Everton as well because that's why we scored the first goal. So uh, it's all well and good people criticising Vidra and saying you know he can't finish, which. To be fair, you know, um, I don't really disagree with, but there is is a bit more to it. If we have Vidra playing like this and Chris Wood finishing like he did against Everton, because let's remember he's got two in two now. All right, one was off his arse, but they all count. He's got two in two now. Hopefully, Chris Wood can can find the form that he had last season and the season before. 
and you've got a, another player there creating the space, it doesn't necessarily matter too much if he can't finish as long as Chris Wood is finishing. And at the minute, Chris Wood is doing so. So, yeah, we've we looked very, very good recently. That's three very, very good performances in the last three games, and we've got five points on it. When, as I pointed out on Twitter recently, uh, a lot of people, when I put the March thing up, prediction up, a lot of people were predicting zero, but, yeah, obviously we managed to get five. Yeah, do you know what? Like, just, just sort of like echoing what you're saying, really, but... Vidra is getting so much chance and so much opportunity in space because people like Chris Wood are doing the you know the the hold up play. He's flicking it on. He's he's winning these headers. But time and time again, I've said it in multiple podcasts now. If them chances fall to Chris Wood's feet, I would expect him to score them. And Everton game was a great example. It fell to his feet, which is not often it does uh, at the minute because every single ball to him seems to be at his head. Uh, and he brought it down and he, he shot and it was so good and. Just to sort of score two goals in the manner that we did with no cross, no set piece, no nothing sort of long ball at all. It just typifies how we are playing at the minute. Yeah, and I, and I do think that is partly because of Vidra being in there. Like you say, most balls to, to Chris Wood go to his head. That wasn't the case in the Everton game because there was space to get it to his feet. And that is testament to what Vidra's doing. So, yeah, people can criticise Vidra and I will agree with the people that say he can't finish. If, it doesn't matter if he can't finish at the minute because Chris Wood is finishing and he's bringing something different to our game that Chris Wood is benefiting from. So, therefore, he deserves his place in the team. Yep. Good, great performance. Who is your man of the match? Man of the match. Who did I go for? No, I think I think I picked Dwight. I think you can't really not pick Dwight. I think it's got to be Dwight or or Brownell. I could understand why people would have picked Brownell. Um, but, but yeah, it's got to be Dwight. Dwight won it on the turf cast. Um, on, on the on the prestigious man of the match poll that, that we have on Turfcast as well. So congratulations to Dwight McNeil. But just before we get on to the fan reaction, I want to ask um, who you think is the best front two at the club at the minute. It's, it's got to be the current front two, hasn't it? It's difficult to argue it. I can't really, I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again, all four of them offer you know, something that if they were coming on, I wouldn't be like deflated. If they were starting together, I'd still think we had a chance. So we've got four good strikers you know none of them are uprooting trees at the minute but as a partnership you can't really argue well it's working what's working now favorite central midfield pairing then oh that's a difficult one i like westian court i'm still a big fan of westian court but brownhill in center mid is uh is exceptional compared to him on the wing he, he, it's just a given now we all accept that but who do we drop for him as a as a con in the future, it's got to be Wester and Brownell for me. Um, that probably be my favourite pair at the minute, which uh, I don't like to say because I do. I am a big fan of Court, but they're my yeah, favourite. Yeah, I, I do feel harsh on Court. I, I think I think I've said before I would like to see Westy and uh, sorry Brownell and, and Court together. I don't think we've had a chance to see them two yet um, because Court's very good with the ball at his feet. That that's why that's where Court shines compared to the other two. I think Cork is a, is a uh, is very good at the ball with his feet, but obviously Westy's got a set piece delivery. So if you drop in Westy, you're losing a, a really good set piece taker. So I don't well, know. I think for me, I'd have Brownell and Westy at the minute because it's working so well, and you can't really justify dropping Brownell when he's played so well. Just out of sort of like loving my stats and stuff like that, just to sort of give you an example of what Westy and Brownell bring you is they do bring you high energy, they do bring you the high press, and it is working at the minute. But with that. You know, we, we only had 291, which is just less than half of the amount of passes that Everton had. And we only had managed a 68% pass completion, whereas they had an 81% and they had double the passes. So just to, just to show you, like, if you had Corky there, your stats and, and your passes are probably more successful. You yeah, definitely. Have more passes, but then you lose the energy that the other two are bringing. So they're both they're, they're different types of different games. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think when you play in a team like Everton away, um, even even some of the, you know, like, I'm going to say some of the top six, but maybe the, the likes of your Spurs and your Arsenal's, not the not not your Liverpool's and your Cities. When you're playing them sort of teams, I think Brownell and uh, and Westie would be best in the middle. But when the onus is on us to take the game to the opponent, like when we're at home to Newcastle, for example. Um, when we're when we're away to Sheffield United, that's coming up soon. Well, at the end of the season, I think I think Cork would be the best for that. Them sort of games, but like Leeds United at home, for example, I think Brown will be best to to, to try and match their energy in the middle. Um, so yeah, I, th I think they both bring different sort of things to to the team. 
Anyway, that's what me and Simon thought of the big Everton win at Goodison Park. Um, and here's what the, the Burnley fans thought of it through the fan reaction. Good morning from New Zealand. Uh, Everton 1, Burnley 2. Martin, hoi! Well, you know what, Heath? We get together for these, for these games, all, always expecting another hard watch. Not today. Not today at all. Actually, not in the last three games, but this one caps it all. Absolutely. It was a really, really good game of football. End to end. Look, um, it was complete performance, right from the word go. And um, broken record time. Wood and Vidra up front. Superb. Yeah, they worked so hard off the ball. And um, Wood scored a lovely goal. Looked like he meant it. It looked like he meant it. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, again, pressing and yeah. making them make mistakes. Yeah, no. And it was a great finish from him. Yeah, so, um, no, terrific. And then, of course, man of the match, Heath. Oh, it's got to be Dwight McNeil. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What a goal. Yeah, so, no, a com <laughs> complete performance, um, looking dangerous every time, pretty much every time we went forward, and uh, also strong without the ball. Um, they had a lot of the ball, as you know, but um, didn't really uh, slice us open that much at all. They had a few chances. Um, a few chances, they did, yeah. But I thought the tracking back in the midfield was brilliant. Uh, good to see um, Brownhill back in his natural position in the middle of the park. Goodmanson on the right. We look a much more balanced unit, a much more balanced team when uh, he's in the middle and Goodmanson's on the right. Um, he could have scored, Goodmanson could have scored again. Yeah. He came off the post. Uh, it was a really, really good, great team performance, but uh, I know, capped off by that wonderful goal by Dwight McNeil. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking Heath, for some weaknesses or some you know soft spots in the game and nothing really came up to me apart from, I thought Taki was just off a wee bit. I mean, yeah. he had a couple of good um, good uh, hitters and saves on occasion, but um, but he looked a bit wanting and maybe their goal. Um, but apart from that, no, terrific. Pope had a good game, he pulled yep. off some good saves. Yep. Pickford goes off injured uh, just before the international break. Pope's probably thinking, hello, here's my opportunity. Um, but just a, a really entertaining game of football and a really important three points before the international break. Uh, two games coming up straight afterwards, yeah. away at Southampton and then Newcastle. If we win those, we're, I think we're almost home and dry. Um, so yeah, a really good performance and up the Clarets. Goodbye. Very, very pleasing all round. Yep, good to see you from New Zealand. and that. 
Oh, I hope so, I hope so. He's, 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 he's shop England some more. Come on, everyone knows it now, Gareth. Stop fannying about. Make the change. But, uh, yeah, that bloody Dwight's goal. Oh, it was fantastic, weren't it? Oh, unbelievable. Oh, I made up for him away, you know. Rating bloody post box. that was the fan reaction big shout out to New Zealand Clarets thank you for sending it in again lads and of course anti-football thank you to to, to Ante uh, for sending the, uh, the the reaction in again and I'll say the same thing I say every single week we are of course always looking for more people to get involved especially for the rest of the season um, of course season two of this is of Turcast um, we'll, we'll definitely carry on the fan reaction all, all the way through that Um uh, so we're definitely looking for more people to get involved. If you want to get involved, all you have to do is send me um, a video of yourself chatting about the game for two to three minutes uh, and then send it to us at turfcastpodcast.gmail.com and we will put you in the fan reaction show on YouTube and, of course, on the podcast as well. And one thing I want to mention before we start getting into the next thing is if you're watching on Facebook and you do like what you see, as it says at the bottom of your screen, we are now eligible for Facebook stars again. Um, So if you do like what you see and you want to support Turfcast, 
please think about sending us some stars. If not, don't worry. Um, obviously, it's not obligatory. Uh, but if you can't send stars for whatever reason, um, feel free to share the stream because that will help as well and more people will see it. And obviously, the brand of Turfcast will continue uh, to grow. Um, you did the watch-along on um, Saturday, didn't you? Did we get any stars? Yes, I think. We did. I didn't know that. You never said. I, I, I think... I, I think I I, like I, I, I mean, it is well to you. The amount of times you say, you never said. I literally only have to go through my messages and say, go, <laughs> don't get it. It's there. Most of the time, I don't listen to you, Yeah, if I'm being honest. I think jo, uh, Benson, what's his uh, thingy? Benson sent us Robert Benson! I, think I Robert, love Robert Benson. What a lad Robert Benson is. I think Robert Benson sent us stars because, you know, when it comes up on the chat that there's a comment, but it's just blank and it just says the name. And it, yeah. that happened last with Benson. So I think uh, maybe he sent us some stars. Um, well, apologies, Robert, that Simon didn't give you a big shout out for sending stars. Um, end, if he watches back to the match reaction, which is obviously available on YouTube as a separate video, uh, I do right. give him a shout out. So there you go. Thank you, Robert, if you did send stars. Uh, but if you're watching on Facebook now and you do like what Turfcast do, you can send us Facebook stars to help support your stream. Uh, support, sorry, support the, the, the creator, which is us. Um, but like I said, if not, don't worry. Just share the stream and that will help as well. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Because of course, as we have mentioned at the start of the show, and now it says at the bottom of your screen, we are, of course, sponsored by Pitch Sports. And part of that contract is what we do is, uh, well, what I do, is send a video to pitch every single week asking you, the fans, uh, what you, uh, your opinion on a certain aspect. This week's video has just been sent today. So if you want to go and answer it, you can. Um, I haven't put anything on social media yet because I'm not sure they've actually put it up, but I sent it them this morning. Uh, they haven't sent me a picture. Uh, but now this gives me the perfect chance to throw Simon under the bus a little bit and ask him live on air, what his response to the question is? Don't worry, it's not that big. Of, it's not that big of one this week. So I right. can't really think of a good. I can't really think of a good question. But what is your, or should I say, is the Everton game the best performance of the season so far? By country mile, uh, it's not even a thing. It, there, there was a couple of negatives, but every game has had multiple negatives. Every game has had some positives, and this outweighed the positives. Outweighed it by a country mile. Yeah, um, just off the top of my head, I can't think of. The only other thing that sort of buzzed me out was the comeback against Villa uh, as much as this one because it was a different type of thing. We don't come from behind often to win uh, and we weren't in the best of form, but we were just sort of finding his feet at that time. So that was equally sort of elating at the time for us. Some good words in this podcast this week. I'm on fire, mate. Adjectives. I've got an adjective, but there. Um, <laughs> I'm flying with the podcast. But no, it's... Um, yeah, it, this one was the complete football at times. It really was. It was a lot. It, we did everything: past it, triangles, high press, long ball, unbelievable goal, uh, a great finish from Chris Wood. Um, yeah, no, it, it is by far the best performance for me. What about the Palace game? No, I just I can't just because of the the goal, just because of the 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 high press. It was. And and the Palace one, even though Rodriguez was out for Everton, you you know when Zaha's out that you've got yeah. half a chance. And as you know, you don't think that necessarily with Everton just because Rodriguez is out that oh they're here for the taking. Whereas Palace, it's like that even they don't believe that they've got a chance of winning without Zaha. So yeah, for me, Everton. Yeah, you know what? I don't disagree with you. I do think it is the Everton one. Um, I did say in the video, <coughs> it's either this one or the Palace one, really, but I think you've brought up a good game in the in the Villa one. I think that one was a good one. Uh, for different reasons. I, I don't. Uh, it wasn't the ultimate performance, the Villa one, was it? It was just, like you say, a, a good win. Um, but yeah, if you want to go and answer that, uh, please just head over to the Pitchport app now. You can pause the podcast, pause the, pause the podcast, um, go and answer it and come back. Kieran, if you still can't log in or the question's not working, Log out, log back in. If that don't work, delete the app, download it again, log back in, get your answers on there. It makes me look good, mate. Um, but banned. yeah, it probably has. It's probably been banned, yeah. Uh, it probably has. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it then. Um, obviously, we don't have a game to look forward to this week. No, uh, obviously, we've got some content to try and create for the next two weeks, but uh, I'm yeah. sure we could do that. We could do it like a I was just before waiting for you, Sky Sports. It's on behind me, but it's on in the other room as well, so I can see that one easier. But um, 
it was mentioning about this. I think it was in Bulgaria. The referee got chased off the pitch, and the match abandoned after 21 minutes after he booked somebody, and then they got a yellow card. So we could we'll try and find some interesting world news of football that we can throw in there. Yeah, there, there will be a there will be some form of podcast coming up, um, whether it's me and Simon or you know something else. We'll, we'll, we'll do something. We're not going to take a, a two three week break like other podcasts probably will do at, the, at this particular time. Um, I don't know why you're pulling your face. That's not a dig at, a, at another Burnley podcast. I'm just saying that's what that's what t- that's what podcasts normally do, don't they? Uh, um, but, uh, I just saw someone going under a bus over there. <laughs> They have blonde hair, did you? No, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I'm joking. Obviously, we love the love the guys at No Name Never. Um, but yeah, there will be more content coming up on Turfcast. It, it might be absolutely dog shit, but there will be podcasts coming up. We will get something out there. I think. I think. I think that's that. That's where we fail. We're, we're like quality over quantity, whereas all other podcasts are like quality. Sorry, I meant to say quantity over quality. Whereas all the other podcasts are like, we're not going to put shit out. Whereas like, no, we will put shit out. We will make you listen to shit because Burnley aren't playing. We don't care. You are going to listen to something shit over the next few weeks. We've got some good ideas. I, I know some good ideas that we spoke about previously. We might get friends to do that. Well, obviously, yeah, we've spoken about um, a certain friendly ghost. Um, that might be something we could do. Um, um <laughs> We've spoken. I've spoken to Kieran about a certain predator. That might be something um, that I probably will do over the next few weeks. Uh, uh, over the next yeah, couple of weeks. In the chat, by the way, well done. What? If you can guess what we're on about in the chat, by the way, well done. Yeah, yeah. It is a certain friendly ghost, a predator, and there's also um, a tree. A tree could be coming up. I don't think even you know that one because that one's something that I've been working on. Dan Barnes, if you're listening, Dan, you'll know what I mean. Um, or will you? So there could be a friendly ghost on the podcast. There could be a predator, and there could be uh, a tree. Matt, fair enough. There might be absolutely fucking nothing um, because no- nothing's set in stone yet. So, like I said, we will make you listen to shit, whereas other podcasts don't. They will, they'll only put good stuff out. We put shit out. Um, I guess we we'll pretty much start wrapping up then. Really, my battery's only on thirty percent. I get cocky with this laptop battery, just like I did for Everton pre-game show. I'm like, ah, it's on sixty percent; it'll last forever. Now it's on thirty percent and it's red, so that could really go off at any time because it's doing this computer. Honestly, it, it it can't handle it. It can't handle it. Um, but Simon, thank you once again for joining us on Turfcast podcast. I, I, I just stop saying thank you. It's it's practically your job now. Yeah, it feels like my job. <laughs> <laughs> You are contractually obliged to be here every single week. I'll take that, no problem. So thank you for fulfilling your contractual obligations. Um, We will put something out over the next few weeks. We're not just going to wait till the Southampton game um, because it is fucking ages away. Um, So whatever it is that we put out, hopefully we'll see you there. If not, we'll see you for the Southampton game. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.